I make fast cars for very rich people. We're looking at things that will tell you if you are in danger from threats, missiles and that kind of stuff. I'm going to be joining Airbus Defence and Space as a robotic systems engineer. My role involves designing the electrical systems for large construction sites. I was doing it all uh, and I experienced it all. If you listen to those engineers and thought, I could do that, then you're in the right place. Welcome to I Could Do That, a podcast by Silver Fox and the IET, asking engineers what makes them tick. Hello and welcome to the I Could Do That podcast. I'm Alex. I'm the head of research and development, Silver Fox. And alongside me today, I have Finn Gregory. Finn, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Alex. Uh, My name is Finn Gregory. I am the co-founder and CEO of Project Control Tools. Perfect. So what is Project Control Tools? So Project Control Tools is a software development business uh, and we provide SaaS products into kind of rail construction uh, infrastructure businesses and uh, we've really kind of focused simple to use solutions really tailored to the end user and that's kind of been based on having a background in in those industries um, and, and getting to the point of where we set up PCT. Brilliant so you you set it up? Yes so m- myself and my co-founder James Staines uh, we set it up a little bit of background how we how we got to that point so my career started in the rail industry uh, I was a kind of track engineer progressed through through the ranks into kind of management roles and project management roles, working on infrastructure projects across the UK. Um, I was working on a permanent way framework up in the northeast on the Tyne and Way Metro, and that's where I met James. Um, I was the project manager, he was the health and safety manager. Those two roles don't normally get on, uh, but we had a real shared passion of wanting to do things differently, wanting to create efficiencies, wanting to save costs. And one way we found of doing that was implementing software so at the time, around 2016, the market was a lot smaller than it is now. Uh, we went to various suppliers and we were kind of implementing solutions. What we quickly found was there wasn't really anything tailored to the guys on site. So if you were in a management position and you were very IT literate and you could work a computer, the solutions were really good. But if you were a guy on site who wasn't that IT literate, um, there was nothing really tailored. So that was kind of our aha moment and we thought there's a real niche in the market for simple to use solutions where the guys are capturing data at the coalface and it has benefits across the board for projects and businesses. So that was when we, we initially set up PCT. Brilliant. I might be wrong and I apologise if we have. But I don't think we've had any business founders on this podcast. It's good to get that side of the coin. So what are the, some of the challenges you faced? Well, I think when we set out, obviously I had not, not had a background in business at all. James had done a little bit of accounting in previous roles, but we kind of thought we had a, a great product and we kind of believed in what we were doing. We were quite naive when we set up, th- thinking that we'd get this built, developed in a couple of years and then sell the business. But that was a quick lesson we learned that things aren't very easy in business. One of, one of the main challenges was getting the first sale. Um, mm. As I said, we really believed in, in the product that we were developing. It took quite a while to, to get to the point of idea on paper when we set up the business in 2017 to actually have a product which was like middle of 2019. So actually getting the product developed was a big challenge. And then that first sale was really thinking that my experience within the industry and contacts that I had would really kind of pave the way to some quick sales. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. We were trying to get in front of big clients, Mm. um, well, not just big clients, clients across the board. And what we found was that we didn't have any case studies. We weren't working with anybody at that time. So it was really chicken and egg scenario of who are you working with 
and it was like, oh, we're not working with anybody, but nobody had kind of given us that chance. Yeah. But eventually we kind of broke some barriers down and, and got people on board and utilising the system. And then we had that backup of case studies we could use and go forward and then really helped us build the business and, and, and get go from strength to strength. Cool. You've learned a lot. Uh, what's the what's the one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting out? I think it's definitely not easy. Um, be resilient, keep on going. You've got to be resistant because I know it's an old cliche, but but running a business is a little bit like a roller coaster. There's some fantastic highs, but there's also some big lows as well. So I think if you believe in your product or, or your service, which you're kind of pushing and, and selling and driving yourself, that always helps. But be resilient and keep pushing on. You will get a lot of no's along the way, um, but the yes is what you get make up for that. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's definitely challenging. And be resilient would be my uh, main takeaway from, from that. And what about people listening to this podcast thinking, oh, project management might be for me? What bits of advice would you give them? In terms of project management, um, yeah, I think if you've got a kind of keen eye for detail, good organisational skills, like to see things be built from from start to end, um, it's a it's a great career path. I mean, when I when I started in the rail industry as a as a trainee engineer. Project management was kind of the holy grail of where you wanted to get to. You wanted to progress through the ranks, um, get that added responsibility and, and, and get, get into a project management position and then hopefully move on when you were a little bit older into a director position in a construction or a, or a rail company. So that was the path which I thought I was going to go on. Um, I think with PCT it took a, took a right turn and it's kind of given me some great opportunities to, to progress quicker. But in, in terms of project management, I'd, I'd just go for it. I'd, if you're a young engineer or a, a young site manager, I'd just try really hard, work really hard, ask for more responsibility, prove that you're a great asset to the company that you're working with. Um, as I said, to take on more and prove that you can do the role before you actually get into it. But yeah, it's, it's a really rewarding experience, especially in, in the construction and rail industry, because you can see things which you've originally planned come to fruition and you're actually building an end product which you can, which you can see. What area of the rail industry, you said you were working on frameworks? Frameworks, yep. So I initially started track, which is called Permanent Way. I worked for Balfour Beatty when I started. I worked for kind of a, a minor projects division where they completed projects from probably from 20K up to 10 million. I worked with them for three or four years and then moved into the project side of the, the Balfour Beatty business and moved from track into civil engineering. So I was kind of heading up line side civil engineering things such as troughing route, signal bases. We also did a lot of platform extensions and new platforms. All these skills I was learning, I was getting more responsibility passed on to me from, from the team. And it's really put me in good stead for, for the knowledge and experience I've got when, when setting up the business. What's one lesson that running a business has taught you? As I said, I think um, life isn't always easy or fair. It's not all uh, gardens and roses. It's, it's tough out there. Um, as I said, I think the key takeaway is just that, that resilience. Keep on keep on pushing on as long as you believe and as long as you've kind of got that vision and you can stick to that, that that'll, that'll help you along the way. But yeah, it's, it's tough out there. There's never a right time to do anything. I think that that's kind of a key point. If you're wanting to start a business, there's always be something in the background of, oh, well, I've got this, I might be buying a house or I might be getting married or I might be having a child. There's always something what might stop you starting that business. But if you, as I said, if you believe in what you're doing, just start it and do it. If you've done the right market research and you know that there's potential out there, just go and do it, give it a go. Life's pretty short. Um, what's the worst that could happen if you if you go for a business and, and fail? You've always got things you can you can go back to. 
I was actually reading an, an article not that long ago, and someone who started a business, very very successful business, had said, "You sometimes you need to burn those bridges because if you always have that knowing that you'll be able to go back to it, you'll never push yourself." That's that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, yeah. If you've got that comfort blanket there, there is always is always something that might not give you that hundred percent. But again, it probably depends on the type of person you are. I think. They just say it's like having a baby. You've got to kind of feed it, water it, grow it, support it. And it, and it is like that. It's, it's, as I said, it's tough. It's definitely not nine to five. And you have got to fully focus on it, especially when you bring in other people on board and bringing employees in. You're not just looking at yourself as a startup then. You're thinking of those people, their families, and you've got more pressure to kind of succeed. Yeah, for sure. Difficult. Suddenly you're, put, you're feeding nine families rather than just, just yourself, baked beans on toast. <laughs> definitely there was, a, there was a year or so on that Alex to be fair <laughs> <laughs> what's the favourite what's your favourite thing about what you do the the variety I think um, and, and that's what the, the people who, who work for us as well the variety of things every day is not the same and there's always something different you can be talking about marketing one day you're attending exhibitions you're running sales with being a small business you wear many hats so the variety of, of what we do and, and what, the, what the team does as well is it's, it's fantastic. And then another massive plus for me was when we started bringing employees in, when we got to a point where we were kind of bringing enough revenue to, to start bringing employees in, bringing people in and having them share the vision of, of what you set out and seeing them go out to, to clients and customers and, and site teams and kind of sharing that message. That's some of my proudest moments, like seeing people stand alone, sharing that vision of when we set the business up back in 2017 that that's that's really rewarding you've just stolen my next question which was what was your proudest moment um it, as i said it's, it's, it's quite tough i think bring, bringing people on when we got to a point where we could bring employees on and, and share that vision that that was really good kind of I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the proudest moment but a bit of a milestone for the business was when we closed our first investment round mm. as i said it was more a little bit of a validation that yeah we have got something here we are we are kind of a a right target for, for investment. So that, that was quite a proud moment. But I think as well, another one, we don't tend to look back on what we've achieved. We're always kind of looking forward to how we can do better and what we can do. But actually setting a business up back in 2017, producing products, being not from a software industry, getting them to a market, surviving COVID, and kind of getting to this point is great, really. So it's kind of a proud moment to still be in business with everything that's gone over over the last three or four years yeah, i think there are a lot of business owners and, and people in business proud of themselves for, for for getting through that for sure uh you know the last four years haven't been exactly been easy you know, i mean we we started trading um like the middle of 2019 hmm. um so that's when we landed our first client and then covid hit in, in early 2020 and it was kind of a bit of a crossroads moment me and james there was only me and james in the business as well as our kind of joint venture software developer partners at the time and it was kind of this could go one or two ways um could be devastating or it could force people to kind of change overnight and that was one of the barriers we had when implementing new software into businesses that kind of reluctance to change what covid did is remove that barrier not completely but but to the most part you had people working on teams overnight you had people having to look at these solutions because they were working remotely so that really helped us accelerate our business and we survived through the lockdowns. We we would already were on Teams and Zoom, so we were kind of already geared up to, to cope with online demos. And then as kind of restrictions eased, we were still out and about. But it kind of changed our business model a little bit. 
let's say it was more online than, than in person. But yeah, we, we had a, a big spike in, in clients during that COVID period, which was great for the business and then eventually allowed us to, to hit that milestone for investment. Silverfox proudly supports engineers with all their cable, wire and pipe labelling requirements. The Fox in a Box thermal printer can print a whole range of thermal labels with one software, one printer and one ribbon, saving loads of time for the engineers out there in the field. For more information, contact sales at silverfox.co.uk or call on plus 44 01707 373727. Massive cliche, but what makes you feel inspired? Uh, I think there's various things. I think as time's progressed as well, different things inspire me. So initially when we set up the business, it was we want to make a difference in the industry. We really want to help the guys on, on the ground with simple to use solutions, which are going to save money, save them time, give them a better quality at work. That was kind of the, the key initial inspiration. Moving forward, it was a bit selfishly, wanted to be successful myself, wanted to kind of provide a, a, a good life for, for my family, my future family, um, have that on the, on, the, on the tick list that I've had a successful business. And then back in 2021, I had my first child, my little girl, and that kind of flips things on its head of uh, what motivates you, what inspires you, and all them things still say the same, making a difference in the industry, wanting to be successful for myself and my family, but then it also gives you that extra drive that you, you want to be successful and, and want to provide the best life possible for, you, for your children. Hmm. We talked about the positives uh, and how, how fantastic uh, Project Control Tools has been over the last seven, nearly seven years. Have you ever sat back at the end of the day and thought, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, as I said before, the cliche of running a business being a little bit like a roller coaster. Um, there's, there's, there's days with massive highs, but then there's days with, with massive lows. Um, it's, challenge, it's challenging out there. There's, there's, there's competition. Sometimes you might have a client who, who you think is going great, and then you, you, they, might, they might drop you, which, which is always difficult to take. There's sometimes things out of your control, which you can't control. Um, some of your team might be having difficult days. And then being kind of the leader of the business, you've always got to kind of put on a, a positive front in, in front of the team that, yeah, we, we'll get through this, we can we can do this, we've just got to push through. And sometimes at the end of the day, when I'm by myself, I think, wow, that, that, was, that, was, that was really difficult. And you kind of reflect on, is this worth it? But then, as I said, as my inspiration, I get home, see my little girl, I think, yeah, it's definitely worth it. We've got to, we've, we've got to push through these hard times because they don't last. You sort of answered the, the next question which was uh, what's your motivation we've talked about it it's changing the industry providing for your family and for the last couple of years your daughter as well uh, is it is nothing else it's just those things keep your tunnel vision keep, keep the tunnel vision yeah um again as i said a t- team's a big part for me and pct when me and james set up the business it was all about we want to do this for ourselves but we also want to bring people in we can we can trust help us grow the business and we'll, and we'll reward those people as well um, and I think we've managed to do that. We're still a small team, but everybody we've kind of brought in has been handpicked. And again, they all, they all share the vision. So I think motivation, as we've said, the, the three things I touched on, but then also building the, the right team and helping those guys and their families out as well. What do you think the most important personality trait is for someone to... We'll start with starting a business and then we'll, we'll look at project management. <laughs> I, think, I think starting a business, it's... Um, it's it's a bit tricky because myself and James, my, my business partner and co-founder, we're, we're we're quite different. I'm I'm quite 
not that that was from a sales background, but quite salesy, quite out there. He's a little bit more reserved, so we kind of balance each other out. So I think one of the good traits, if you're setting up a business with a co-founder, is finding somebody who complements your skill set. So you don't want somebody who's exactly the same as you. You want somebody who kind of complements the skill set so you can kind of cover off quite a lot of areas between you. I know I've said it a few times now, but resilience experience in the in the industry you've worked in that that always helps especially if you're trying to sell a product to that industry if you can relate to the people you're selling to it always helps because at the end of the day people buy from people and lack a bit of expertise but i guarantee that a number of our clients there might be some better products out there or they might have had demos from other products but they bought from us because of because of the people element probably say stay grounded as well stay stay humble that's that's always key be personable as well always try and talk to people uh, as you'd like to be treated yourself but yeah i think um trying to be as well-rounded as possible always trying to learn as well and and taking them setbacks you get and trying to turn them into a into a positive so just comparing that to project management are there are there any similarities in the skill sets or 100 percent. i think um having that background in in project management and running projects kind of give me give me some really good foundations to to run in a business. Um, you're managing teams, you were kind of managing program and timelines of work, what was happening. You were managing budgets, looking at the commercial element of it. You had a lot of setbacks. Um, if you were dealing with difficult clients, you had to kind of manage that. You had to manage stakeholders. So it really put in solid foundations for what I needed when, when running a business. Um, and it's put me in, in really good stead, especially with construction projects and, and infrastructure projects don't go well. You, you're always dealing with setbacks. There's always issues with program. Um, things, as, as you always say, things are always over budget, over over program. So that kind of really helped in managing expectations for, for clients from this side of the business uh, and also kind of managing when, when things aren't going mm. too well. So yeah, it's put me in really good stead for, for that. Brilliant. I think that brings us to the end of the questioning point of this uh, of this podcast. So thank you very much, Finn. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Alex. So there you have it. Another episode of I Could Do That, a podcast produced by Silver Fox and the IET. If you're an engineer currently working on a project and requires support with your cable and equipment labelling, please get in touch with one of the Silver Fox team on sales at silverfox.co.uk or call on plus 44 01707 373727.